Welcome to Sports Talk with Kifu and Nami host Kifu and Jabulo Mashamu. Na 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 now today. It's Antonio Conti. That's that's what happened. Like that's what I literally just saw. Before we even go far. Antonio Conte. I spoke about this on my previous episode of the podcast towards the end. I was saying coaches really need to be smart and negotiators because you can't always blame these clubs for not giving you uh, money if you didn't put it in your contract that y'all should give me money let's say you have an agreement with coach with that with management and that team that okay we're gonna build the project this way we're gonna go with the project and then you never get the money and then you get fired. I eat Kevin Hunt. I don't know what was said there, but it's just an example. Okay, but it's a bad example. Um, who can I? Who hasn't given money, man, to complete their project? Let's say Poch. See, the promise to to be given money, and then when you do get given money you achieve certain great things and then when you are given the money it's way too late and you were you've been asking for the money because you knew you had to refresh your squad you you peeped it a long time ago but no one else did doesn't that frustrate you as a coach it really does it really really frustrates you because there's nothing that makes more sense than that that it should be in your contract that yo y'all can't fire me unless we actually spend on a few players. Because this is just not right. People, okay, they just bad at negotiating. Most of these coaches are bad at negotiating. If I'm the agent, deal with this man. Y'all gonna promise to spend X amount on players, and we're gonna bring in players. If at least we spend on one season or. The amount of players that we want, or however much we we're gonna spend, and then at least if we got some players in, then we can. Then you guys can fire me. It's cool. You guys can fire me, but that has to be in the contract. How much you guys should give me to actually spend on players? Because you just can't expect me to work miracles with certain players. You just can't always expect coaches to perform miracles and to win with certain people if you want me to win invest and that's what Antonio Conte told Tottenham Hotspurs he said invest invest we gotta put it in contract we gotta put it in writing okay that's what I'm reading from the situation I don't know if it's true or not but what I'm reading from that situation is that he wanted it in kind of writing he wanted assurances that yo y'all guys are gonna spend and they were like nah bro you're asking us to actually make it in an assurance before you actually sign. Nah, we got to move on from you. You're way too expensive for us. And that's how I felt. I was like, oh, okay. So what I had said in the previous episode, oh, it, it actually came to fruition because I was like, oh, now some coaches are starting to smarten up and the agents are starting to smarten up that, you know, man, I can't trust certain people, yo man. Everyone knows you can't trust Levy, you can't trust the Blazers. 
You can't trust none of these guys. Like there are certain owners that you can trust them. You can hold them to their word. And there are certain owners like, nah, bro, you too slimy. Put it in writing. You are way too slimy. See, there are certain characters that have a certain pattern or have done a certain thing over a period of time. And you keep seeing, well, he failed because they didn't do that. He failed they didn't do that. Now, when you go and negotiate, like, nah, 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 let's do this. Then you, you, you peep, like, nah, man, everyone has failed here because there's not enough investment. And these guys don't want to make assurances that they'll actually invest the amount of money that I need. Like, nah, you, you got to put that in a contract, bro. Or you got to make, like, real, real assurances. Otherwise, you oh, it's over, fam. They didn't want to do that. That shows. That says. That says a lot about Spurs, and does about Conte. Because if you're winning on the football pitch, you win off it. More often than not, if you're winning, if you're winning on the football pitch, you're definitely winning off it. Because whatever investment that you've put in, you're gonna regain it, or you're gonna recoup it in another way. You're going to really recoup it in another way. You're really going to recoup all your money off the pitch through endorsements, whatever, sponsorships. Like, because now you're a successful club, everyone's going to want to associate themselves with the Tottenham brand. Now, the Tottenham brand has always been, like, kind of big, but obviously not been that big. So now, all of a sudden now, people will start, yo, they're winners now. And then you're gonna get start getting more money. That means Daniel Levy goes so jack up the prices a bit on that stadium. <laughs> Although most likely that I'm not saying you should do this like this complete, but I'm saying that's what usually businesses do. Or although sometimes it ruins the fan experience on and what so and and what so forth. But that's usually how businesses work. That's how people in business think. So, as I've said, coaches are starting to be better negotiators. Antonio Conte is like, nah. I'm proud of him. Better negotiator. The better you are negotiating, the more powerful you become. The better you become as a person. Because you know what you want. The one thing that Master P has said, and I really stuck with me is never negotiate from a point of hunger if you're hungry you'll take anything even if that deal is bad i was like damn this is some knowledge because they offered him i think it was a million dollars and he thought about it it like if they're willing to offer me a million dollars then how much is this stuff worth and that's when he was like Nah, this stuff is way more. Hey, yo, 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 I got to keep this. If they're offering me a million, that means it's worth more. See, didn't think from a point of hunger like, yo, man, my kids are starving. Everyone around me is hungry. And all of that jazz, like, he knows the money will come. Knows by, oh, if I at least keep this, because only all the masters at that time, I think. That was like the beginning. So he's like, okay, if I keep all of this, 
in the long run, I make more money, and in the long run, Master P has become rich. So it's always, almost always about thinking about the long game. In the short game, might hurt a bit, but in the long game, it will work. See, when you're doing something you love, you'll always come out. And oh, yeah, Antonio Conte, even this for Fabrizio, he has not changed his mind. Over the last 24 hours. So yeah. It's still. It's still. All over. <laughs> let's let's move on to the cheese. And TS Galaxy game. What I. What are my thoughts on that game. Oh wait a minute. Okay. Fabrizio Manchester United. Have restarted. Con- context to sign Jade on Sancho. Talks on with the players personal camp potential contract until 2026 no nope, idiot um uh, Dortmund expected to sell Sancho but only for 90 to 95 million euros crazy numbers you're crazy um oh and when Aldum, um Barcelona want to want to t- want oh PSG want to take Genie Wijnaldum away from Barcelona. They're trying to hijack the deal. They just doubled his wages. So yeah, that's another interesting one. Yeah. So yeah, ninety to ninety-five million for Sancho at this stage. Yo, brother, <laughs> the brother has like a year or two left. I think he has about two years left. So if he let another year go, then that means it'll be worth a lot less. So Borussia Dortmund are still being outrageous at this point. They are still being outrageous. But anyway. Yeah. And Genie. Genie moving to PSG. That would make their their midfield a bit better. Because their midfield lacked goals. And it lacked some. It lacked some pace to be honest. It lacked that. So he'll be a proper number 8. That could give. That could give them the goals that they need from. Because Genie is actually a scoring midfielder. Actually scores. He actually scores. He actually scores. Man, I always digress. I hate the fact that I digress whilst doing these podcasts sometimes. Always digress. Because I always digress. I hate that. So, guys, let's move on (laughs) to the Kaiser Chiefs match. That was my transfer kind of news or update Nyana for you guys. So, now let's move on to what I saw. Chiefs getting to the top eight. First watching the match, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Because it literally made everything compact. I see. And you're playing a low block, you're trying to block all these passing lanes. Okay, that makes sense. But the part that didn't make sense, I'm like, bruh, you guys are playing two strikers that are very tall up there that have zero pace. So you can't even hit them on the counter. Because you guys are so close and you're playing such a low block and you're almost in your 18-yard area. Because if you're going to really push it out and try to play, break them on the transition, you need a short, diminutive striker that can actually get you goals. You need that diminutive striker to get you goals or to even get you speed. Even Billard wasn't there for, you, for him to take people on one-on-one and really move so it just really wasn't there a lot of things weren't really there they really weren't there so i'm like 
this is gonna be a long hard watch and in the end i was like okay chiefs started getting a foothold in the game and because they were really dominated for like 15 20 minutes and they got a foothold in the game started playing a bit better but they weren't doing anything frostler played well which he even defended well, which is something that I really didn't ex- I didn't expect from him today. He was very disciplined and I really played well even going forward because everyone else would tuck in so he had free reign over that side. And yeah, he was just what they needed on that day. But it just didn't work. Chiefs got a lucky goal. It was a good goal. He, he, it was striker's instincts, but... Other than that, Chiefs didn't create a whole lot. Uh, as a team, as a team, a team as big as Chiefs should be dominating. If you're playing a low block against a team like TS Galaxy, they have a problem. If Chiefs can't even dominate the midfield and even control the midfield, and they dictate the pace of the game, they playing it out, and there's a huge problem. Was Hunt wrong to not play these midfielders? Maybe there was something that he saw that a lot of people didn't see that, yo, these guys can't play. Even Ernst Middendorp was playing helicopter football. This has been a theme for two years. And everyone wants the... In order to play for an elite team like Chiefs, you have to have an actual midfield. And because of that transfer ban, no one could play from midfield. No one could play... No one can play out from midfield. Why? It's because that's not so... You can't play if you don't bring in new players. And the players that that are there don't have what's required to actually play out from midfield. And don't have the talent or they don't have the skill sets to actually play out from midfield. It's just ridiculous. And... No, but... he didn't play a very good game, to be honest, but uh, he's young. You can't really blame him too much, you know. Uh, inconsistencies will be there. Obviously, still some growing pains, but as it grows on, he'll become better. you use this game in order to become better, but yeah, that, those are just my thoughts. And them clinching, you know what, man? My final thoughts on this is, you don't care how you get them as long as you get there if your Kaiser achieves. I don't care how I got you. I don't care how I got into the top eight, but I got you. You know. As long as you got in there if your Kaiser achieves, you are happy. You're happy about the end result. Not how you got there, but you can always fix that how you will get there the next time or how you even get even better the next time going forward. For me, it's don't dwell on the situation or the problems at hand. How can I solve those problems that I'm dealing with? Because it's no use really dwelling too much on the problems that you have because you're still going to have them anyway if you you still dwell on them. But if you're focusing on solutions, well, that's different. There's a different ball game. That's when now you can actually move yourself out of whatever situation or whatever problem that you're dealing with. Because why? I'm I'm focusing on solutions. Like, how can I get myself out of this? 
I always found people that always dwelled on the situation or on the people always dwelled on the situations or the problems and not focusing all on coming up with solutions. I've always found them a bit weird. A bit weird to be honest. I've always because you you immediately are having you're immediately having what a negative reaction and it it will keep on you know what they say negativity breeds negativity right you're putting out negative energy out into the universe and it's just gonna not gonna work that out great because seems like I'm running around in circles but don't keep on dwelling on negative things you end up being there you end up getting to where you need to to be you really will and a lot of times you really will like it takes it's all bit by bit you keep on chipping away you keep on chipping away something will eventually turn out your way no matter as long as you're fighting out to find a solution, but if you're just focusing on a problem, you're like, ah, my shit is bad, blah, blah, blah. Hey, not gonna get anyway. Anyway, I'm starting to get a bit preachy here. Um, this is about sports. This is not, I don't know why the hell I started speaking about life, but anyway, yeah. I know it's, life is, life is life, man. Life is life, you know, and with everything, everything gets better. And now, yeah, man, let me let me get on to a different topic. Yo, hey, man, it's been busy. Oh, Shalulile scored a brace today. Is he my player? Oh, never mind, man. Let me get to Harry Kane. Man, Harry Kane was robbed. Harry Kane and Bukayo Saka were robbed in these, in the Premier League what, uh, awards. Robbed, robbed, robbed. If I'm Harry Kane and I'm Bukayo Saka, I'm like, <laughs> am I a joke to you? Am I a joke to you? Nah, because it's really serious. Like, yo, Bukayo Saka has been so much better as a young player than... Then Harry Kane and Ruben Diaz. Like, yo, man, Kane topped both goal scoring and assists charts. It doesn't matter what your team... Like, yo, your team won the league, but what does that mean? What does that mean to us? Like, yo, it's player, not team performance. Like, which team is better? Like, no, 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 no. It's none of that. Sorry. It's none of that. Like, that's not important. It's really not important how you did. It really is not. Because most people... Because I think that's what the Premier League use. They're like, oh man, these guys... These guys won, won the league, so uh, they need to... Like, no, they're not. Like, if someone else was a better player than you, then they deserve it more than you. Like, 
who who should who else should should sit out just because of you like who else shouldn't win because of you i mean Saka was a way better young player than Foden this season like by my like Saka was more important to his team than Foden was Saka played way more games like this isn't even a joke mm, I might have the same appearances But Saka most played more minutes He played more minutes I think But anyway man Saka has just been better man For food and when he started Anyway Guys Saka deserved that And then Harry Kane and Ruben Diaz Like that one was just another joke How can you give it to Ruben Diaz when Harry Kane was there like he was the best individual performer like topping the goals and assist shots how many times have you seen anyone do that how many how many like if he had just topped the goal scoring shots then I was like eh whatever stop topping both scoring and assist shots get out of here man that man deserved it so they robbed him I'm just not for it. A lot of politics there. The UK media is literally trying to push this whole Foden as a star thing, yeah? I get it. The man has talent. He's madly talented. But we'll wait to see some of the end products. Not judging him too much. I think he's a star. But we'll see the levels that he gets to. We'll see the levels that he gets to. But Bukayo Saka deserved it. That man has been... You know, Arsenal have been terrible. But that kid has been boring. Give it to the kid. He's literally carried Arsenal. Although he didn't carry them that high or anything. But the kid has carried Arsenal. Him and Smith Rowe. Whenever he was not there, you could feel it. And how, the levels at which he played at. As, at certain times, you could... Push, like, man, what... What on earth or where is this kid from? But yet he doesn't get it. Phil Foden gets it. Way too much corruption there. And you know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to Sports Talk with Kifue. And I've been your host, Kifue Jabuloga Basao. And no, I'm out. I hope you guys enjoy this half as much. Like, I really do. I really enjoy making this. And I was like, this is my mind. I've literally started this whole process of even if I'm not feeling like creating something or even if I'm not feeling like making something, if I've set a schedule or if I've said I'm going to do something, I do it. Now, this is something new for me. Usually when I start uh, things, man, I know this is just me going on, but anyway, it's just about my life. My cousin was like, he spoke to me today, like I linked up with him, came to, spoke for a bit. I was like, dude, you you stop playing soccer, you stop playing rugby, you stop playing this, you stop, you stop doing this, like, like damn, bro, like I really stopped doing a lot of things, like that means. That's something I've got to change. I need to. I need to change. When stuff gets difficult, or when I want to do things, 
I need to push myself to do those things to finish. Let me see the end goal. Because I haven't finished a lot of things in my life. And I thought, you know what? This is time to push on. To actually finish something or to see something. Fulfill it to the end. See where it gets me, you know? And yeah. You know what? Sometimes people don't think they're being inspirational. But they are being an inspiration to you. Even though you can't see it. Even though you can't see it. That's that that's what it does. Sometimes that's just what it does. Even though you can't see. Because he was just telling me, oh, dude, you've left. And I in my mind I thought about isn't his me. I was like, this dude is right. And I have to change my ways. You see, I didn't think it was criticized. In my mind I didn't take it as it was a bit of criticism, but Criticism is criticism as well if you can introspect and say, nah, you know what? I've messed up. I've been the reason why all these things didn't pan out. I'm the common denominator and why all these things didn't work out. That means I have got to change something within me and in me. Thank you guys for listening to Eddie. I don't know why, but thank you guys for listening, yo man, and even the listeners. Listeners are going up, so yeah, guys, please carry on listening to the podcast, and yeah, keep on enjoying it as much as I enjoy making this guy, making these podcasts for you guys. And you know what? Uh, we're growing slowly but surely, but we'll get to where we need to get to. And thank you guys for listening. This has been Sports Talk with Kifu, and I'm your host, Kifu Njabulo Amashla, man. We're out.